Thank you for checking out the Missio Day Humble Park podcast and joining us as we join God as he makes all things new. We are excited to pursue his heart for the greatest city on earth and the center of the city in this great neighborhood of Humble Park. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> So we're in a series, we're talking about the kingdom of generosity, just a two-week series. So if you missed last week, you should go listen to it. It's pretty good. It's one of the better messages I've preached. So it's just about um, time. No, it's about money. It's about uh, relationships. And um, one other thing I can't think of right now. But <laughs> it was really good, though. <laughs> so it's just about how we're called to be generous with our... Um, with our relationships, with our, what's the other thing? Huh? Art? It's going to bother me. Anyway, I'll probably figure it out. But time is a huge one, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. But it's essentially how we are called to be very generous in our relationships, we're, we're to be very generous with our resources as a way that we become just like God. We become just like Him. Well, we're generous. But time, the things that have happened to us, very often keep us from generosity. PTSD, you could call it, you know what I'm saying? Post-traumatic stress uh, disorder. Things that happen that, that cause us to, to withhold. And we've all been through a collective PTSD um, trauma like nothing else, which is the pandemic. It's caused us sometimes to be very um, cognizant of our time, very cognizant of the things that we need to but God is always attempting to bring us into a place of seeing that he has this infinite storehouse, this abundance of wisdom, this abundance of time, this abundance of resources. And when we move past what we lack, has anybody ever said, you know, I just need two more hours in a day? No. You would fill up that two hours in a day with going through reels still. That's what I would do. You know what I'm saying? I'd still be going through reels if you gave me two extra hours. So that's not, that's not the problem, more time. That sometimes we're just like, God, if I had more of this thing, more of that thing, if I had more of this, then everything would be better. He's like, you know, I could do that, but what are you going to do with it? One of the greatest miracles in scripture to me is in Joshua 10, where he asked for extra time to fight. How many of us would do that same thing? Would go, Father, make this day longer so I can destroy all of my enemies. We want it to be over. When can I go to sleep? I'm asleep now. <laughs> my wife is talking to me and I'm asleep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How can we um, see the beauty of the resources that God has given us? Relationships, you know what I'm saying? If I'm feeling a certain way, um, if I'm feeling disconnected from the body of Christ or disconnected from the Lord, very often I need to look at the way my relationships look. I need to look at the way I'm spending my time. I need to look at the way I'm spending my money because God has called us to be really good stewards of all that we have. And it's beautiful that we can be generous from that, this place. At one time, you know, I would be generous with my resources. I would just give to whatever. I don't have budget to give. I make sure I am very deliberate in the way that we as a family give it to other people. And that's the same thing with time. I have a day of the week where I'm like, I'm not going to do work. And I, you know, trust me, I want to answer emails and do all that stuff. But it's a day where, okay, this is time to just hang out with my daughter, 
and be present. Living in the moment allows us to be present and gives us a greater awareness of his presence. So, you know, as a true artist, I'm going to talk about three words that are very similar to each other. The present, presence, and presence as we lead into this holiday season. And you'll get it, you know, you'll understand what I mean. But the first one is us being present and living in the moment. That I am sure that I'm going to like cut my finger or crash into something or drop a glass if I am thinking about something other than what I'm supposed to be thinking about. If my mind is somewhere else, I will, the task that I'm doing will be, I won't have enough care for it. And this is why it's necessary for us to really be firmly rooted in our present time we live in. There are so many things we can't be thinking about. Okay, what's going to happen next week? Are the gifts going to be wrapped? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? But we have to like be fully aware of our physical body, but fully aware of God's presence. And we can't do that if we're scattered. I think that's why Jesus was so good. And like when you see me, you see the Father. You know what we're doing. We're hanging out together. This, this, we're in um, a symbiotic relationship. Why? Because he was so rooted and present. Proof of it is every single people who came to him for healing. He was there with them. The woman with the issue of blood, she told him her whole story. How can you listen to that without being present? But he was on the way to heal a synagogue ruler's daughter. He was much more important in society and he was much more um, prestigious, but yet he was present with this woman in her moment. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we can feel, it feels overwhelming. This dude is asking me for money at the light. The light is changing. I don't want to roll down my window. It's cold. But can we be present in a moment with him? Can we be present in a moment with the person that's in front of us? That we don't have to think about all the issues in the world and all the things that are going on. But can we take this little bit of time to just go, I'm, I'm aware and I'm present with you right now in this moment. And Jesus was so good at that. That intimacy and abiding is where fruit comes from. But we can't abide if we're just restless in our moment. We're so restless and ready to get to the next place and ready to get to the next place that we can't see what God is doing in our current moment. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount their wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. One of my best tests of impatience is when I'm like, my daughter wants to play. She's like, Daddy, can we play? And I'm like, Ugh, you know, I could really be doing something else right now. <laughs> and so I just like, I sit down with her and we go, and we, you know what I'm saying? We play with dolls and we like, she loves to play charades right now. She's just like really into charades. And I'm like, what is it? What are you doing right now? She's like, I'm a giraffe skipping or something. I was like, I can't get, get that specific on you, but. But it's something that God reminds me about sitting with her and being in the moment and not thinking of all the things that I have to do. Because me chasing those things will be me chasing an anxiety that is a never-ending fire. 
Anxiety is a never-ending fire that will never be extinguished. But you know what happens when we choose God's presence and we choose to be present, then what happens is we don't remember what we didn't get done. (laughs) Or it doesn't bother us as much because we know we've kept the main thing the main thing and the main thing is for us to be present with each other in God's presence. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. To be rooted and thankful in the present and not separated from his presence. Sorry, it's a little chilly here now. I'm just you want to turn it up, honey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry about that. I got here in the 70s. Yeah, I feel like I'm about 50. Woo! <laughs> Rooted and present in his presence. And this is a part of our, our hunger and our pursuit of prayer. That it, it makes us really consider the moment we're in. It's something about being in God's presence. It's like, man, I didn't really get enough time to do that. I wanted to move on or I wanted to um, spend more time with him. It just doesn't seem to be enough and it's a, a, a commodity that we couldn't get. You could take the wealthiest person in the world who is dying and ask them what they would want and it would just simply be what we cannot have as far as time. Anybody watch basketball at all? Man, you see like Father Time taking his toll on LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? Like, homie was jumping over ships, you know what I'm saying? Dunking at once a time. This is his 20th year in the NBA. 20 years playing this brutal schedule. And now homie is like, he can't stay on the court. He injured. He, what, it's like, it shows you no matter how, you know, how much virility we have in youth, and time will come for you like a mug. But it's important that we spend our time in the places that are important to be present with the Lord and to remember all that he's done for us. So we must be okay stopping for the one. This is Heidi Baker's, this is her like life mantra, is to stop for the one. Don't think about all the other things that you could be doing, where you could be going, the person is in front, even if you ain't got any money, what do you have? Time. You could just listen to their story. Jesus said that she told him her whole story. People in front of stores that make more money, but they're good storytellers too. You know what I'm saying? Be like, man, this happened, that happened. It's like you can show compassion and love in that moment. That nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. But our past can, because our past reminds us of the ways that we've come up short. But this is how you ignore coming up short. It's by being present and remembering his presence. I have this file that I go through sometimes, and it's uh, called Outreach Testimonies. So it's testimonies that have happened in this neighborhood around the city. So I thought of one, or I came, there's one right here that I just wanted to share. Um, 
And this happened right on North Avenue uh, on the other side of Kedzie. Upon walking down North Avenue in Humble Park, we walked behind a guy who had tattoos and seemed to know everyone in the neighborhood. I then said to myself, it would be really great if this dude got saved. <laughs> then he could influence the people he knew. He stopped in front of a corner store and walked up and began to, I began to engage him in conversation and he seemed very open. After prophesying to him, he confessed that he had often saw himself preaching and that his father was a pastor. Initially, we'd asked him if he wanted prayer and he declined. After the prophecy, he decided to answer the call and gave his life to Jesus right there on the corner. Now, this is amazing. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. Right, somebody can say right here. But it's like, the, if we are constantly reminded of what we don't have, then we will never engage what we do have. I don't have time, I don't have money. I don't have time, I don't have money. I don't have money, I don't have friends. It sounds like a song. <laughs> I don't have money, I don't have friends. Not to belittle anybody who feels that way, but when we think of what we don't have all the time, God can't work with that. He can only work with what we do have. The little boy with his lunch. Think about all the people who wouldn't have ate if he was like, I don't have food, I don't have food, I don't have enough food. We're just thinking of what we don't have. We're not thinking about it multiplied. We're not thinking about our money multiplied. We're not thinking about our relationships multiplied. We're not thinking about our time multiplied. We're just thinking about what we have. I have this one thing. And God is like, give it to me so I can multiply it. Give it to me so I can multiply your relationships and community. Give it to me so I can multiply your, your resources. We need the multiplication. And I just said that story to encourage you that he just needs a small engagement and encouragement from us a lot of times. That we would be present in his presence. Jesus, I do not, Jesus is reading this. This is his discourse during the Last Supper. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word. And that you may all be one as you, the Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us and that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me. That they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them just as you have loved me. Oh, that's so good. Come on, man. If that verse was a dessert, it would be a cinnamon roll. Is a cinnamon roll a dessert or breakfast food? I don't know. It's good, though. <laughs> that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. This is where we get to enjoy the Lord and understand unity in his presence because God, Jesus, is in the presence of the Father praying that we would be one just as he and the Father is one. This oneness is the ultimate goal for life. 
ultimate goal. If you're in a relationship, your goal is oneness. If you're in a community, your ultimate goal is oneness. That people would get you, that they would know you, but in order to get to that place, we have to press through things. We have to press through our own um, lack, or we have to press through our own feelings of lack. We have to press through our own feelings of not measuring up in order to get to the place of oneness. Oh, they know me so well. They knew exactly what to give me for my birthday. I know how all this stuff is supposed to work out, but we have to press through the discomfort of bumping into relationships sometimes and making our way into places and asking people out for coffee and asking people out for lunch that the fruit of it is oneness. And this is the oneness that we get in the presence of God. But that presence, that understanding, that feeling of being with him, we gotta press through stuff sometimes. We gotta press through boredom in prayer. We have to, this is just being honest, we have to press through wanting to do everything else and my mind being like somewhere else and having my phone, okay, I need to lock my phone away. I need to do all this. I can, I've probably said this before, but I can seriously see where my relationship with God has dropped off as soon as the iPhone was invented. Literally, as soon as it was invented. I had a dumb phone and it was good because all I could do was text and call on it. Couldn't really even go on the internet. As soon as I got an iPhone, I saw exactly how my, my heart and my desires changed because of this. But every day I try to wake up and offer God the first part of my day before the sun comes up. And I say, Jesus, I don't have a whole lot of time because these kids are about to wake up. <laughs> what I do have, I give to you as an offering, Lord. And sometimes I'm telling you, I get there, I sit in my chair, I fall asleep. Sometimes I get there, I sit in my chair, I don't feel anything. I'm just like, I'm just doing this out of obligation or something, man. This is horrible. Are you alive? <laughs> but most days, I feel his presence and I feel his nearness and that's enough for me to keep going and remembering how important his presence is because there was a time when people in Israel in order to feel God's presence had to go to a place and be near a box and they couldn't even get super close to it. Only the priests could because they were the ones who had been ritually cleansed. But then, you know what happened? Oh, you want to know what happens, right? Jesus comes along and tears the veil so that we can now enter into his presence any freaking time we would like. Uh, people have never said this before, but it's like Jesus made God's presence like a 7-Eleven. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know, you know, it's just like to relate. Like, he made it that easy to walk in and out of that mug. You know what I'm saying? Get a slurpee, whatever you would like. He made it that easy. It's the presence of God. When before, it's like a bank. Do you have an account here? Do you have a safety deposit box? Do you have all these things? Nah, Jesus was like, come on, everybody can roll in now. And so often we're asking God for more, and we ain't even explored. You know what I'm saying? God, give me more, give me more, give me more. Like, you haven't even been into my presence. Because in my presence there is a fullness of joy and at my right hand pleasures forevermore. So much better than the 7-Eleven and all the pleasures in there. And the liquid cheese and the <laughs> Sour Patch Kids and the Arizonas and all that stuff. 
His presence is so much better than that. Tore the veil for us and given us access to his presence and it is analogy, no analogy exists good enough for God's presence because it is like a portable paradise. It doesn't matter where you are, the deepest dungeon, the darkest place, and his presence will cover you and protect you. How can we be trusted with more if we reject the gift from Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit in his presence? That we get to be present in his presence. Why? Because he's given us presence. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given a word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each individually as he wills. It's hard for me to see God working if I'm like, if, if I'm, I haven't been present enough to build a relationship in his presence, to have unfettered access to his presence, to see how important they are. That this is just God expanding the latitude by which he can love each and every one of us. Jesus expanded the latitude, and then the Holy Spirit expands the latitude even further that we can love people. And call them into a place of his joy. God pours into us so that we can pour into others beautiful, wonderful gifts that have no end. You don't have to trample anyone to get these gifts. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to wait in the cold on Black Friday to get these gifts. They're just free. I got a word of knowledge that somebody's had pretty tough back pain. Like, it's excruciating this week. So, we're gonna pray after that. Go after that a little bit. Um, and after we're done, if you would like any kind of prayer, if that word is for you, please come on. I would love to pray for you in this, in this sense. Don't go out of here. Don't, don't leave needing something that God has for you. That is called for all of us to receive his, his wonderful, amazing gifts that he's working in us. And I pray that by his presence we will see some wonderful things. We've all already seen some amazing things here, but that we would continue to do so. Father, I thank you that you have given us your presence so well that you have poured it out upon us. I pray for a supernatural ability to live in a moment because from which all momentum comes. Personal momentum and then corporate momentum, that it comes from us living in our moments. That we are not 
frustrated, anxious because we're trying to get to somewhere else and we're not in the right place, God. Take me to somewhere else in my life. I don't want to be here. And God is like, I got something for you here. It's wonderful. It's amazing. I thank you for everyone here in the community, Lord Jesus, and ask that your love would shed abroad for them. If folks need friends, that you would give them friends and relationships, God, that you would give them the supernatural ability to connect, that it would be an opportunity even to still like a layup, God. I thank you, Jesus, for those that are, can come in here and feel open and feel that you're doing so much. And I thank you, God, for your love and this life that we get to live that is so beautiful and amazing with you. And I pray right now, Father, for anyone with back pain, if it's something like it was some excruciating back pain this week, we pray right now, Father, for anybody with pain in their bodies, in Jesus' name, that you would touch them with your presence, that you would touch them by your Holy Spirit and remove any of that pain, God, that there should have been not just bracing for the holidays, but bracing to live with this pain, Father. And we say no in Jesus' name. Pull that out by your Spirit. Right now, Father, and we thank you for that, God. In Jesus' name, amen.